You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, we are uh, The Drive, as I mentioned. And uh, it is a just another rainy Wednesday. We, yeah. like, it, this, this last week or so has been worse than February was here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it really has. It's just been kind of wet and miserable and cold. Growing and cold. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. supposed to get nicer this weekend, though. So who knows? I hope so. Uh, well, that's a nice segue, Matt, because things got nicer for the Steelers last weekend. Sure did. And as such, I wanted to take a look at what the team's depth chart looks like now. Okay. Following the draft, following the majority of free agency. There could be some other additions here coming, but I think by and large, the roster is pretty set at this point you may see an addition here or there but nothing too drastic i wouldn't i wouldn't believe um so let's take a look at this and, and we'll we'll judge us whether it's better than it was last year okay that's fair um so let's take a look at we'll start with the uh, offensive side of the football at wide receiver now remember we're looking at this as to, in terms of where it was last year at this time so like it so we look at it through this lens, you know, like Deontay Johnson's coming off a good year. Pickens is a rookie, you know, right. you, you don't know what he's going to do yet. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's Wait. Deontay Johnson. Right, right, right. George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Miles Boykin, Gunnar Olszewski, Calvin Austin. I mean, they got a lot of receivers. Cody White, yeah. Jamarcus yeah. Bradley, Anthony Miller, uh, Dana Chisna, Des Fitzpatrick, and Jordan Bird. Are there guys uh, at the at the wide receiver position? Okay, so Austin's exactly the same for me. <laughs> right, I, I don't know. I, in fact, I might feel slightly less about him Maybe. than I did here. It's one year off of you know away. Yeah, I mean, he, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, last year at this time, right after the draft, you're kind of excited about his prospects. Yeah. I think Deontay's exactly the same for me, and I know he didn't catch a touchdown, folks. Yeah, but I don't I, feel any differently about him. I think he's still a very good wide receiver. Yes. I like Pickens more now than then. Right. And that's probably enough to give the edge to this group. I have a hard time wrapping my head around my thoughts on Claypool then versus my thoughts on Robinson now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, it's a tough call. It, it is a tough call, but I do feel better about Miles Boykin 
now than I did a year ago. I think he makes a team and is a contributor and has value. I feel better about Gunnar Olszewski as a wide as a, a wide receiver, believe it or not, than I did a year ago at this time. He had like Amazing. three he had like three career catches before last year. Yeah, I didn't think he'd even see the field on offense. So yeah, I guess so, but I don't want to see him on offense. No, I don't either, but I, I feel better about him offensively than I did a year ago. <laughs> yeah. I guess Miller's a lot. And Miller Miller I feel way better about. Yeah, I guess Camp gives us enough to say we saw him running around pre injury. And I'm not going to hold the injury against him. So better now. Yeah, I think I, I think I don't know if I want to say it's markedly better. Right, right, right. But I do feel better about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that Pickens, I know he's good. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Any rookie, it's going to be a little shady on. You know, and we, when we get the people the Steelers just picked, I don't think you can just assume they're all hits. Right. No, I, I'm with you on that. So I yeah. think. I think there's some track record there for the, with these guys, uh, Calvin Austin aside, that I look at it and say, okay, this, these guys, this, this could be a pretty decent group of wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely give the edge to this year's crop. Uh, looking at the offensive line, this is where it gets interesting. So you got, obviously, they, they drafted Broderick Jones in the first round. They took Anthony Spencer in the seventh round. They added Isaac Sayamalu at left guard. You got Mason Cole returning. You got James Daniels returning. You got Chooks Akura for it returning. They also signed LaRaven Clark. They signed Nate Herbig as well. Uh, Kevin Dotson is still there. Kendrick Green is still there. Um, you know, I'm not going to run through all these other guys. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. People know the names, right? Yeah. Oh, I definitely feel way better about it now than then. I, I, mean, I, I don't, I think it's a slam dunk better. It's on close. Like, I feel better about Mason Cole. Right. Than, you know what I mean? And I remember, I don't know if I wrote an article, but I definitely said it several times that my biggest fear, I guess this time, you know, before we broke camp, my biggest fear was that the offensive line would be bad, so bad that we wouldn't be able to evaluate Pickett properly. And it was way better than that. I mean, so. My point of that statement is I was pretty worried about the line a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that was just natural, um, you know, sure. because, because, you know, the guy, the guys who were returning hadn't really done it at a, at a, a very high level. The guys that they had added were, were newcomers to, to this mm-hmm. team. And you just didn't know. I, I can remember saying in training camp when when that line was struggling in training camp and struggled in that second preseason game down in Brutal. Jacksonville. Uh, I remember t- t- talking to some of the players and, and and saying this myself. Like people were, were kept asking all last offseason, "Hey, how long is it going to take this offensive line to gel?" And then when it didn't, ge- it wasn't didn't look like it should look in the second mm-hmm. preseason game. They're like, "Oh my god, this line it hasn't gelled yet." It takes time, and, and it, it, takes did, time, right. it, it did take some time, but I thought, you know, in the second half of the season in particular, um, you know, I they played really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did. They, they stayed healthy, but that's not their fault. I'm not holding that against them. No, no. absolutely not. That's a, that's a chip in their favor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm trying to – the hard part of this exercise is being honest with yourself of what your mindset was one year ago, you know, right. and – to be honest, you and I were very high on James Daniels. You know, we called sure. him when we did preview, you know, that that's a definite target. 
but my opinion hasn't changed. He lived up to it. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like, boy, I like him less now because I was so high on him then. The only guy I can say I was higher on then than now is Kendrick Green. Yeah, which is and, and maybe it may be Kevin Dotson and maybe Dotson, you know, yeah. You know, and right. those guys are are now backups. Right, right, right. So it's not even close. No, uh, it, the, the idea. So I'm looking here at our lads, mm-hmm. and they have Broderick Jones listed as the starter at left tackle. And I think right. a lot of people are are looking at it that way. And I don't know that that's going to be the case. I don't either. And I'm, I don't think we've had this conversation on here. I think we've talked about it off the air. But unlike other positions, you, you, you have to have a well-rounded game at offensive line, especially tackle, especially left tackle. Like if you draft Calvin Austin – you can throw them out there for 20 plays a game and say run go routes or, you know, just have them do what they do well. Yeah, just go out and be fast. Go be fast. Yeah, I know you're developing X, Y, Z. Or you draft a dude that just rushes the passer. Well, he's not out there on first and 10. He's out there on third and eight. Well, your left tackle doesn't come in and out of the game when he chooses. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so if he's bad at something. If, you do, if he does, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> right, right, right. So th- that position – has to, I mean, everyone has strengths and weaknesses, but if you have something that is unplayable as a rookie, which is often the case for rookies, no matter what position it is, I can't trot you out there. If you can't handle a bull rush, the whole league's going to figure it out, you know? Yeah, which is kind of what happened to Kendrick Green his rookie year. Yeah, exactly. The weakness was exposed, and he was out there snap after snap getting it exposed. Yeah, and you just don't have the time to get it better, so... I think it's going to be a process with Broderick Jones, and I know that's might not be what people want to hear, but I'll go back to what I've continually said here. The Steelers feel better about the offensive tackles than I think the public general public does. And I know that sounds weird to say that after they just took a Trade tackle in the, in, the, in the first round. But here's the beauty of this. I've been thinking about this. I know everybody's thinking that, well, Dan Moore's done. He's not going to be here. Uh, They're going to get rid of him after his rookie contract, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing that says that Dan Moore doesn't go out in the next two years here and show that he can play right tackle. He didn't get much of a chance to do it as a rookie. Oh, no, I think his story is far from written. And they decide two year or a year from now that, you know what, we're going to go with Dan Moore at right tackle and we're going to let Chooks walk. He's going to be too expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, you know, and all these guys are young enough that you could do that. So I think the idea, you know, that they took a, a tackle in the first round. First of all, I think Broderick Jones was easily worth that pick. Agreed. And so they saw an opportunity here to say, okay, we're going to get a young offensive tackle, a guy who's 21 years old that we think can play for us for the next 12 years um, at the position and build our line around him. But I don't know that that necessarily means he starts right out of the gate uh, right, right. Is, is my point. I think, it, you know, it may take some time. He's not, a, he's not a finished product. No, he's far from a finished product, especially in protection. And that's okay. I mean, it, if he was a finished product, they'd have been the second pick in the draft, you know I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's okay. They, they don't come to the league polished perfectly. I mean, that's why you pay line coaches and secondary coaches, et right. cetera. We're talking, yeah, we're talking about a guy that has 19 career starts. Exactly. In college. Exactly. And you mentioned it with Chooks. Like, maybe Chooks has a phenomenal year. That doesn't mean he's worth the money that he deserves or will get. 
And I just was, I just did a, a big podcast on 50 year options. So if Jones has a similar career as Andrew Thomas, who's phenomenal or wills, it's only like 14 or $15 million to pick up that 50 year option. And you get a third round pick in return for Chooks, possibly if he walks, you know, like there's a lot of benefit to having a first round tackle on the books. And as you mentioned previously there, you know, expecting these guys to stay healthy for all right. 17 games, it's, it's, it's unrealistic. Never gonna happen. It's just un- unrealistic. So I, I feel way better about that line right now than I do than I did a year ago at this time. And I'll take Herbig over their sixth, seventh, eighth lineman a year ago. I'll take Dotson over their sixth, seventh, eighth line. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, I mean, they've got quality bench guys, like guys mm-hmm. who have started. They've got a hundred starts. If even if Dan Dan Moore, if Dan Moore doesn't win the starting left tackle job, yeah, yeah. And even if he does, they've got over a hundred starts on their bench. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't happen in today's NFL. No, it doesn't. And Raven Clark isn't a throwaway to me. No, he's got 50 starts or whatever it is in, in his right, career. Right. Like, like, like these guys have played and played a lot. Clark can get you out of a game or start for a month when guys are down. You know, I mean, so I don't even think they had a Raven Clark last year. Right. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, they had guys that had done that, uh, but not necessarily. I, I don't know. I mean, he's yeah, he's yeah. at least equal to what they had last year. I'd say he's it, at the tackle position. Of- Right, yeah. right, right. You know, that, that was – he would have fit right in or been a little better than, you know. Yeah. Uh, at tight end, of course, they added Darnell Washington in this group. They bring back Pat Fryermuth. They bring back Zach Gentry. They still have Connor Hayward on the roster, although he'll probably – he'll be making the move over to fullback. I mean, you, you have to feel better about this group, right? You want to lump fullback and tight end together then? We can. I mean, they're, they're all kind of the – but, you, I mean, again, you have to feel better about that group. 100%. You know, like we do it player by player. I'm much higher on Hayward now than then. Much. Well, yeah, we, we saw him for a year. Pick or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know, we didn't know he's going to make the team. We saw Pat Fryermuth, uh, you know, coming out, out of his rookie season, he had averaged, what was it, eight yards a catch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he improved that dramatically last year. Now, the touchdowns were down. But, that, again, much like the Deontay Johnson situation, that wasn't his fault necessarily. No, no, no. I mean, that was I, that was more I, of an a product byproduct of their offense and and having the young quarterback in there. And I liked Fryermuth a year ago. Again, trying to teleport back to what I thought of these guys, but you have to say his stock is up. Gentry's stock maybe rose more than any of them. Like I didn't think he was potentially an NFL player at this time. <laughs> he had a role and he played a lot when the team was at their best. And then you added Darnell Washington to that group, and right, my goodness. Not close. It and, might it might be one of the better tight end rooms in the NFL. Agreed, agreed. And I think people are sleeping on Hayward to what how he can impact the game. It might not be every snap. It won't be, but I think he is a weapon that, that they will use more of. And even if we give last year's group Derek Watt, this year's group's better. Yeah, and Watt actually filled a, a pretty specific role last year for them. I mean, he was pretty good short yardage runner for them, and did some yeah, blocking yeah. stuff. I mean, he they they gave the ball to him five or six times in in you know third and one, fourth and one situations, and he he came through on them. And but, I think you have to influence. I mean, special teams has to influence this as well, without a doubt. Without you know, a doubt. I mean, 
I mean, that's got to be one of my big questions about Washington. You know, is he capable of doing that? Do they want him to do I that? Not. I bet not. Yeah. Which I mean, probably on like field goal protection team. I'm going to put him on field goal block. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go play to yeah, go, go play to Kembe Mutombo here. Right. <laughs> so yeah, but, losing uh, Watts contributions on teams isn't great for this conversation, but I still don't think it's close. No, I don't think so either. Um, looking at the running back position, you got Najee Harris, you got Jalen Warren, Anthony McFarland. Uh, the guys on the bench, uh, other guys here there are uh, Jason Huntley and Master Teague. So a year ago, we didn't know anything about Jalen Warren a year ago. As I say, the Warren factor is huge. I did I feel better about McFarland a year ago than I do now. I can't say I have a strong feeling one way or another. On I kind of do because the one game, right? There was I know people, the one game he played last year, um, I think he got 11 touches and was pretty like average, like six or seven yards per touch. So at this time last year was the depth chart, Harris, Snell, McFarland, or am I missing somebody? It was Harris, Snell, McFarland. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing that I think helps last year is back to what we were just talking about they have not replaced snell's special team capabilities which they have is, not no which is strong i mean at least at that in that room they haven't i mean they might they might do it with a linebacker or a safety or whatever but if you're just looking at running backs now versus running backs 365 days ago they had more special teams value then do you have, have your is your opinion of Najee changed it hasn't um you know right. i i right. I think you know he is he is a grinder who is always available. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that there's more meat on the bone there for him as a receiver. Agreed. But given some of the moves that they've made, I don't know that we ever get to see that. I mean, I think he's, you know, as a receiver, is what he is. I mean, he's going to catch some footballs. He's going to, you know, do some things there. But it's not going to be anything dynamic because I don't know if they're going to ask him to do anything dynamic. But man, is he a gamer? Right, right, right. He just takes the ball and game after game after game doesn't miss that. I, you know, the foot issue that he played through at the, at the start of last year, I think, was real. I think some of that was also the offensive line trying to figure out what it wanted to do. Right, right. But I know in the second half of last season, he was a monster. I, I mean, I'm not sure that I knew Jalen Warren's name one year ago, so I definitely feel better about him now. Or I, I, he was just a, a guy, and. Maybe I'm not even predicting it. There might be another Jalen Warren on this team, you know? Right. Yeah. So I mean, that, that doesn't happen every year, um, no, no, I, no. Right. but certainly Jalen Warren is a, a big factor in that. I mean, he is way, I think he's way better than Benny Snow. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I don't even think it's close. What I meant by that though, is maybe one of the undrafted free agent backs makes the team. Not like, boy, he's in the next Jalen Warren and he's a really good number two. Right, right, right. Might be the name we're not even discussing that makes the team that's currently on the roster. Yeah. But no, Warren puts it over the top. And then finally we come to the quarterback position. And right now it is Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and Tanner Morgan. They're still going to add somebody else to that group. They won't go to camp with just three quarterbacks. So, there's, right, right. you know, whether that be a veteran, whether that be another young guy, uh, maybe somebody from a tryout uh, at, at rookie mini camp next weekend. We'll see. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you look at Pickett and Trubisky and where they were at a year ago is they flipped spots. 
Yeah, I can make an argument here, though, in okay. that if I go back in the Wayback Machine, I was pretty high on Trubisky, and I'm not low on him now. That's not what I'm implying. I just, you know, lobbied for him in free agency, and and I don't think he played bad. It sounds like I'm killing Trubisky, because I, th- I still think he's a really good backup that maybe in the right situation could be a quality starter. But I was pretty high on him a year ago, you know, and I, I can't say it went up. I'm not sure it went down, but it didn't go up. How do you feel about Pickett after a year? Well, before I get there, Rudolph has some value here. Oh, there's no I, doubt. You know what I mean? I, mean, I know it's a Tanner, Tanner Morgan versus Mason Rudolph is not even right. close. Yeah. Not even close. And, and But Pickett's better than I, than I expected. You know, I mean, he's a first-round quarterback. You knew there'd be struggles. I liked him a year ago. I'm pretty sure he's an NFL starter now where I didn't, I wouldn't say I'm sure of it. And, and that's a big thing. There's not 32 of those in the world. No, I, I think so as well. And I'm kind of shocked. I continue to read stuff from the national writers and, and, and pundits that they're not, uh, they're not as sold on Kenny Pickett as, as the Pittsburgh media seems to be or the Pittsburgh fan base. I'm like, if you're just if, if you're just looking at Pickett's stats from last year, I get that. Sure, that's easy. And you watched him play, though. That's the difference right. to me. And you watch him improve, and you watch how the team responds to him, and you know comeback victories and things of that nature. I mean, like, yeah, I, I think they found their quarterback. Yeah, and I, I just think you know if you do get caught up in in the touchdown numbers and things of that nature, the interceptions, like I, you know, you still see a thing. Well, he's interception prone. We were like 200 passes last year without throwing an interception. Right, right. You know, some I mean, of that was – If his numbers next year are the same as last year, I'll have a problem. No right. No matter what the circumstances are. Right. I thought but if he – I, I expect something this year, you know, two-to-one ratio. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or better. And if you look at EPA, pro football focus grade, it's QBR, anything that's not base stats, his second half of the year, he's like a top-ten quarterback. Yeah, and that means something, you know. Right, I think right. you know that it, you saw the growth, you saw the the maturity, you saw the leadership, mm-hmm. and those things mean something. So, across the board, I like every offensive position better. Yeah, I think that's uh, <laughs> it's not not something that you'd always say, but it, I think it's pretty obvious that they're very. I assume we'll do defense in the next segment, and I'm we're going to do defense next, and I don't I don't know that I'll look at that the same. Yeah. I'm not going to just always give the benefit of the doubt to the current group. Yeah. Right. But we'll take a look at that when we come back. Uh, You can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart. And Alexa will take care of the rest. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll take a look at the defense when we come back right after this. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. 